At Voyage Healthcare, we are still open and ready to see you for injuries, chronic conditions, med checks, and acute care. If you are concerned about safety, call to schedule a video visit. If you believe that you have been exposed to the coronavirus or are experiencing any symptoms, please do not come into the office. Call our coronavirus hotline at 763-587-7900. That number is also found on the voyagehealthcare.com webpage. Thanks, my talkers. At Voyage Healthcare, we are here on the journey with you. The Weekly Dish Podcast is brought to you by Lakewinds Co-op in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield with delivery from Instacart. There's no membership required to shop at Lakewinds. All are welcome. Check out lakewinds.com, and if you can't make it to a Lakewinds, please visit your local food co-op in the neighborhood near you. If you're working from home like me, you're probably noticing some of the spring cleaning tasks that we can get a jump on. I need to clean some baseboards, dust some blinds, and swap out the winter closet for the spring closet as the weather gets warmer. And when I get going on a cleaning binge, I turn to Lakewinds for cleaning supplies that are non-toxic but effective at sprucing up my spaces. Reusable cloths, laundry soap that stretches farther, great smelling cleansers for the bathroom and the kitchen that won't harm the environment or your family. And speaking of spring, it's time to sign up for your CSA shares. CSA stands for Community Supported Agriculture. A number of local farms have their CSA drop-offs at Lakewinds. You sign up for a share and pick up a box of locally grown greens and produce each week during your grocery run. Having a CSA keeps you eating healthy and seasonally, and it's so fun to see the fresh produce that you get in your box each week, and you can strategize what to make with it. Find all your healthy spring eating and spring cleaning solutions at Lakewinds Food Co-ops in Minnetonka, Chanhassen, and Richfield, or by ordering online at lakewinds.com. Good morning, everybody. Happy Saturday. This is the Weekly Dish on My Talk 107.1. I'm Stephanie March. I'm Stephanie Hansen. And we are here to usher in what some people still think of as a weekend. <laughs> it is getting a little blurry. It's getting a little blurry. I was on uh, a video happy hour last night with Justin Sutherland, and we were both recounting that we've just decided it's Tuesday forever. Because I literally, I, w- I said to him, I'm like, yeah, like two days ago when it was Thursday, all I could think of was, God, it's Monday, and how come everybody's, and he's like, well, Thursday was yesterday. And I was like, oh, yeah, it was, wasn't it? Yeah. I feel like maybe I come on every week and talk about how much I drank alone, which I don't know if that's relatable or not. But I think that I don't know if there's anybody who isn't doing that. Well, so I think that you are. We were company. we had three days of not drinking this week, like huh. where we were measured. Like, OK. But the reason we had three days was because on Tuesday, I like opened up this delicious bottle of wine and then I had a couple glasses and we ate dinner and then I got on the phone with my friend Stacy <laughs> and an hour and a half later We haven't talked about Stacy but keep going. Okay. So an hour and a half later I get off the phone and I go to put my wine glass away and I look at the bottle and there's literally 1 inch left. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, mm-hmm. well, that's sadness. I that's... better drink that inch. So I go to bed and Kurt's up there watching something and he's like, oh, how's Stacey? I'm like, she's good. I'm like I, on the other hand, have drank an entire bottle of wine, it, not even like paying attention. I was not hungover the next day, though, so I don't know what that says. Uh, Maybe not a lot I of think, tannins. I think I think a lot of people are kind of... <laughs> it's different, though, because also you're doing it over a longer period of time, maybe. Yeah, it you're started at 5.30. Yeah. <laughs> trying to help I went out, to bed at you know? 10.30. Um, there was, uh, yeah, definitely... Well, you know, last Friday when I did my happy hour and then I came on radio Saturday morning last week, I was a little bit, you know, crispy around the edges because I had had 
basically like a whole bottle of gin, I realized when I got home. Oh. <laughs> I was like, I mean, it was a 375. Okay. It was okay. a small one. But I was like drinking the martinis. And I was like, dang, <laughs> where did that bottle go? And I pulled it up and I found it. And it was like, you know, there was like a sip left in one of those. I was like, that's probably not the best idea. But, you know, that's what happens. I think that in this time and place where we are, it's like everything is just different. There's like a time warp happening. That's okay. Yeah, completely. I feel like it's okay. I feel it's okay to recognize. I feel like as long as you can keep your stuff together. Yeah. <laughs> um, I did. I felt like, too, this is such a like weird psychosis, but I felt like if I told told my husband and like told my sister and told then I like told on myself, then I wasn't like having secret shame about it. I was just trying to like own my behavior and be better. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. That's no, my. I think you're good. Um. Uh, did you, did you read the Gabriel Hamilton piece? I did. Did you? Okay. So if you guys haven't, we're going to put that on the Facebook page for you. If you haven't seen it, it's from New York times. Yeah. I hope you want to go throw that on there. Um, Gabriel Hamilton is an author who you and I have discussed, you know, many times and she's a restaurant owner. Yeah. Yeah. What is it? Blood and bones. Blood and bones. And then Mm -hmm. she has, I think another one or two more books. Um, but she is, you know, she's a, she's a writer who, and a chef who opened a restaurant called prune in New York city. And she wrote a beautifully eloquent piece as she does about closing it and about what that was like. And it felt really real. It was the most, it was the best, I think, explanation of what I know these chefs to all be going through. Mm-hmm. I mean, the thread that I was reading through it was I've heard all of this from and I'm not saying like she's not special. I'm saying they are all feeling this intensity of emotion and feeling and and the idea of, you know, closing their space that it was, you know, it was and her restaurant was very unique in that it's, you know, it's been there for a while. It's still solely owned and operated. And she makes comments in there about like how her neighborhood has grown up around her. And all of a sudden it's, you know, people with, you know, restaurants, but then also PR, you know, yeah. uh, professionals and ghost, ghost writers for their cookbooks. And so, you know, she was kind of in the beginning of, you know, pushing the food front forward and yet still a very sole independent business person. And I think that that's, it's very telling and very interesting. I thought it was interesting too. She talked about laying off her wife yeah. because obviously it's a family business at this point. So that's interesting when it's two of you in a business. Yeah. The pressure is really great because you have no incomes now. Right. I I liked her talking about the safety aspects. It's been kind of a strange week for some of the more high profile chefs, the Tom Colicchio's of the world, the um, Why for Tom Colicchio? Did I miss? Well, because he was talking about how basically he felt like it was irresponsible to keep a restaurant open during coronavirus. Oh, I didn't see that. And particularly if for him, you know, like we could only make $5,000 a week and that's not going to cut it. And some people thought that was kind of like tone deaf. Like it is. It, it is. Um, it's a small versus a giant. It's someone who has a TV uh, Empire, Empire and a lot of other ways to make income, yeah. not just their particular restaurant not, was the gripe. Yeah. Well, um, I hadn't seen that. Yeah. And then also like Thomas Keller and uh, I can't even think of the other chefs that were that are on the president's council for restaurants. Yeah. A lot of big names. The fine dining chefs. Not a lot of kind of day to day dining right. out chefs in America. Yeah. Kind of representing more of the top 1% of the fine dining, which is also 
not yeah as prevalent as the rest. There was there's not a lot of representation. Yeah, so it's just kind of an interesting week, and I think it's an interesting week in general in that people are really getting worn down, worn down of the masks, worn down of how long is this going to be? Is our entire summer going to be spent doing this? What is happening with food? What is happening with, can I possibly cook one more interesting meal? I don't think I can. It doesn't have to be interesting. (laughs) I'm going to tell you that we had a moment where we had the chicken fingers this week because it was like, you know, and I've stopped like trying to post interesting lunches and things like that because you know what? There is none. (laughs) Well, and you know, it's like, I can't do, I can't do it all either. And that was, you know, a lot of people I think are kind of realizing that, you know, this push to like hold yourself up and everything else. It's okay. And especially in a beautiful weather situation where we're kind of coming into, it's okay to just sit there and do nothing and kind of like let the sun be your task for the day. I sort of feel like that manic creative energy that happened early on was, um, go ahead. The manic creative energy that happened early on for everybody to like do stuff and do stuff and do stuff I feel like that's kind of now settling into what the more normal is, which is you can't operate at that pace all the time and to have some grace for yourself. Like if you're struggling or you're sick of it and you need to just lay in bed some morning, go ahead and do that. Yeah. Well, and you know, the idea that, uh, you know, you think about this, like if you ever go on a trip, you know, to go and and you're like, we're going to cut off ourselves from cell phones and everything else. And you, yep. and you commit to doing that. Right. And that first part is really hard. It's really weird. It's really hard to not have your cell phone or whatever. And then by the, you know, maybe by like, you know, a third of the way, a fourth of the, you know, a little bit more over half, you start to kind of sink into this different reality. I think in a weird way, that's what we're kind of experiencing. And that's also why so many people were protesting, you know, because they were, they, they, they're on, they don't know how to deal with the uncomfortableness and, and, Trust me, I am not downplaying anyone's unemployment and, and anyone's business because I understand the real fear, the real pain, and the real struggle of not having um, t- a business. You know, and bills and, are starting to come due. Yeah, and I mean, and I personally, my family has closed businesses because of things, so I know what that's like. I'm not trying to belittle that, but I'm just saying for the general public of people who are like, oh, I don't, I want to go to my restaurant, I want to go to my bar, I want to go sit, you know, in a movie theater and all this stuff. That stuff is, it just, it gets uncomfortable and then you don't know what to do with it. So, yes. I don't know. So I made hummus. Okay, you made <laughs> hummus. Cheese, and I posted a recipe. I made scallion pesto. Your trick about, I think it was your trick about growing more scallions in the water. It's not me. It's the entire it's internet. Legit, and you it's can the make entire internet. And it's pesto the entire it. Korean culture, by the way. Well, and so, like, I always make pesto with lots of things, but to make scallion pesto, they keep growing. So you have it indefinitely. And it's pretty delicious, and it's a little bit lighter than some of the basil pestos because it's just. I don't springier. really know how that's going to work. You know, I to me the idea. It's I delicious. mean, because scallions to me are just so sharp that like a pesto that doesn't really match for me. It it when you make it, it they mellow out. I don't know why, but all of that cutting and an chopping onion. it <laughs> so releases it's onion pesto, and I don't I don't get it. Like I'm not saying it's not good. I want to try it for sure. I just it just didn't like. I saw that and I was like. I didn't, it's fantastic. Is there cheese in it? Are you doing it exactly like a cheese? Like to me, a pesto. Yeah, I put some. I put some. I do put cheese in there, but I don't put it until after. After what? I'm serving when I'm serving. Oh, so it's not a okay. So what's the fat? A lot. Just uh, olive, olive oil, oil, garlic. Okay. Lemon. So I feel like it's more of like a chimichurri in a weird way. 
if it doesn't have cheese. I'm just, this is all for my own. I'm not trying to, you know. When you make pestos, a lot of times, and you're going to freeze them, they tell you to put the cheese in after. Oh, I don't freeze. That's why. I freeze a lot, most of my pestos that I yeah. make. No, I just always make them for the dish. So, so yeah, it was really good. And okay. then I made hummus. I've made preserved lemons. I think, did I tell you this, that I start panicking about lemons because that's a big thing for me. So I started preserving them just because I thought there's going to be a day where I'm not going to have a lemon. And what am I going to do? Because I can't run out to the store. So after I use lemons, I started shoving them into a mason jar after they're juiced. And then I added salt and water and some lemon juice. And I've just had these jars of preserved lemons. So I started using those. So I put some in this hummus. It was fantastic. Hmm. I, yeah, I'm I'm. Um... I always, there's always more hummus in my house than I need. I'm just going to put it that way. Even now? I, yeah. Because that's I, how we were before. No, I mean, I've bought some and then actually someone brought me some. And so I was like, I just, I have, <laughs> I realized I, I took this tub of hummus from uh, a friend and I was like, oh, this is great. And then I realized I'd had already a tub and a half inch, a half finished tub. I just, wow. I get excited for hummus and then I don't eat it. So yeah. I'm just trying to be realistic about it. All right. We're going to take a quick break. You guys, when we come back, we have a great show ahead of us. We're going to talk about, uh, uh, tap rooms. We're going to talk about uh, batch cooking, and we have some other fun stuff coming this uh, this this couple of hours here on the Weekly Dish. So we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Weekly Dish. How is everybody doing today? Great, um, great. Uh, Stephanie, I want to tell you a couple stories. Okay, what are the stories? First of all, I got a call after the show last week. Okay, and I didn't get the call. My husband did, mm-hmm. and it was from. Our mother, my mother-in-law, Dolores. Okay. Who, if you remember the story, maybe from the Jason show around Christmas time, we had the mystery Christmas guest that she... Oh, the boyfriend of, or whatever? He wasn't a boyfriend. He was a friend. But uh-huh. yes, yeah. John came to Christmas Eve and it was sort of like an uproar that she invited some strange man that we don't know to Christmas Eve. In any case, they are bridge friends. And he is a big fan of the show and listens And we were talking last weekend about my 87-year-old mother-in-law, right? Yeah. And I was telling you about the marrow toast that she made. and Yeah, the dog bone marrow toast. Yes. And I've been on the air with you 12 or 13 years. 175 years. I don't know one time that I've ever had my mother-in-law listen to the show. (laughs) But this was it. Well, she called Kurt to say that John, the mystery friend, listened to the show. And then she started listening because he told her that we were talking about her. What I did not realize, and I'm sorry, Dolores, but Dolores presents as 65. She's very youthful looking. Mm -hmm. And Dolores is a little vain. She doesn't necessarily want people to know how old she is. She probably is. So apparently John, the mystery bridge guest, was like, well, I had no idea how old you were. Oh. (laughs) So she was outed from me from the show. Wow. And there's like an office episode like that. (laughs) Yes. So she called Kurt and was like, well, I've been outed. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Wow. And I was also like, wow, she heard us talk all about the dog bones. Right, the it wasn't about bones. the dog bones. It wasn't about that no, at all. No, she was... wasn't upset about eating the no, dog bones. No, She did point out, she sent me a text on the way in today. She said, just so you know, on the New York Times, there's apparently an article about making marrow at home. <laughs> I mean, amen. I'm all so for there's it. that. I'm all so for I it. just thought it was kind of funny that we accident. I accidentally outed her. It's pretty good. And her age. Pretty good. Um, okay, from the just dumb camp. 
Okay, dumb camp. I want to read you the headline that I got from a PR agency this week. Okay. And I feel we were, t- you mentioned that you feel sorry for them because there's not a lot of news. And so I do too. But <laughs> here was the PR headline. How do people do this? I don't know. Social media mentions of restaurant delivery services jumps 1,700%. Contactless delivery, delivery slots are trending themes. And then they pitch like some expert. Yeah. I was like, Really? What do you think the expert's going to say? Delivery's hot right now. <laughs> like Uber Eats was out of this world. Listen, everyone is talking DoorDash, about yeah, takeout. People are downloading DoorDash. I, mean, I just was like, okay, wow. This is when you need to self-evaluate. I know, I know. You know, there's a thing about, um, you know, people are, by the way, there's a couple articles. Here's the deal. Everyone knows that it's tough because DoorDash and all those big companies, they take fees from restaurants and yes, everything they else. Do. And I know there's been articles out there saying like, don't, you know, just don't use them. And I agree that it's best to then to pick up from a restaurant if you can or use the, their own service. Um, but just remember that some don't boycott stuff for and don't tell everyone to boycott stuff because some restaurants, that's their only way of getting the food out. You know, in delivery aspects. And can't we just, let's just, okay, this is not where I was going to go, but we're going to go. Okay. Are you ready for this? I'm ready. Why do we feel the need to shame people? Shame about masks. Shame about social distancing. Shame about don't do it this way, do it that way. If you want to say, hey, by the way, did you know that services like Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats generally can charge anywhere from 15 to 30 percent on top of the for the restaurant to deliver that for us to deliver? That's fine. You're making people aware. You can give them an alternative, which would be to go direct. And if they want to do that, they can. There's no judgment. There's no shame. There's just information. You decide what you want to do with that information. Yeah. But you do want to call out bad actors. I guess that's the thing is because a lot of people I get the fact that a lot of people don't even know that DoorDash takes a chunk of money from the restaurant. So I do feel like there's a point of saying, hey, just, so you know, this is what they do. And and I think the problem that is the difference is when it gets into that, like you're evil because of this. Yeah, because I think it's just information for some people. It's not handy to do curbside pickup. Right. They can't. So, is the restaurant still getting revenue from you ordering through DoorDash? Yes, they are. Yeah. Is it as much as if you went and picked it up directly? <clears throat> no, it's not. But I also, I mean, this is America. It is capitalism. If yeah. you want to create an app that provides a service for someone and people find a value and want to pay for that, I know you get the opportunity to do that. I think that's true. But here's the other side of it. Shaming kind of works. I mean, if you think about it, the reason that Ruth Chris is giving back $20 million is because they got shamed into it. But And and that's, I want to bring up that one in particular. I do not fault Ruth Chris for applying for these loans. There were vague rules about who could, who couldn't. That was on the government to provide a clear direction of what these loans were for and who was intended to apply. That they took the money and the guy makes $6 million and they publicly buy back their stock and they're generally a crappy operator in that regard. Fine. Right. But... You know, I don't blame them for doing what was their right to do. Right. If they want to give the money back, that's exceptional. I love it. And probably you're right. The shaming did do that. Yeah. But I just I feel like we're in a really weird place where it's just everyone is shaming everybody about everything. And when you walk by someone and they're too close to you, 
Oh. You know, I'm over the I, for me and and personally, it's the it's the baseless shaming when someone posts. There's a picture posted and someone says you're too close. You have no idea what the situation is there. No, you have no idea if those are people who live in the same house. Yes, you- my girlfriend was at the grocery store and ran into her ex-husband who her children live yes, with. Exactly. We four have days a, a week. Yep. We have a whole thing with that with other people. I've yeah, seen so that. If he's breathing, if, if they're at the store closely talking to each other. Yeah. They're fine. They're breathing each other's air one way or another. Right. And she said that like all these people at the co-op were just giving her the death stare. Yeah. I, I just, it's not helpful, I guess, no, is my but it, point. No, it, but it comes from fear. And that's, I think if we recognize that, then it's a little bit easier to oh, understand. We have switched roles. I know. You are being like the Pollyanna nice person and I'm the ranter. I think that there is, uh, I, I, you know what, it's, I'm just trying to be... Because you know we get we get letters here too that yes, people we do. are mad at us for saying things and whatever. Yes, and I do. just try to understand. I had a woman who uh, sent a letter to the magazine saying that she thought she was disappointed with our restaurant coverage during this time that she didn't think we were doing enough. And that just put me into a deep depression because I can totally understand why it would. Yeah. Saying. Yeah. And I was like, but I realized one, she was, there was something else going on in her life that was, and two, she just hadn't seen. Maybe she, maybe she wasn't dialed in. Maybe she didn't know. And so I sent her a nice note back just saying, you know, and being honest and saying like, wow, I, you know, all I've done is work 16 hour days to make sure that this is what's happening. And I feel like I wanted to make sure that you understood. And so I'm sharing all of this stuff that we've done, because if you haven't seen this or didn't know this, I need to know why. And I didn't get any response back or anything. But so that to me says like someone is in a place of fear and in a place of angst in their own life and they're just lashing out. So let's uh, in the week where in the in the week where we many parents have been told that they're going to be homeschooling for the rest of the year. Let's just try to have some compassion and grace as we go to break. Let's just take a moment, (laughs) have a Zen breath together. We're going to breathe you out. And we'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for joining us this gorgeous Saturday. Here's my weather report. Nice. Uh, it did rain yesterday a little bit. A sprinkle. A sprinkle here and there. But I'm kind of excited for uh, for a little fire action later, hopefully. Um, guess what? We have on the line with us joining us today is Darcy from Let's Dish. Are you there, Darcy? I sure am. Thanks Hi, welcome me. to the show. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I'm so excited because, you know, I was thinking about, and, and Hanson and I were talking about, you know, trying to come up with meals and kind of getting a little frustrated and a little bored with trying to be as creative as possible. And I thought about, I was so glad to have you on because you guys have been a Minnesota company that has been sort of helping people actually come up with meals for a long time. That's right. Yeah. It's been, believe it or not, over 16 years. And uh, every month we have a new menu and, uh, you know, bring back a lot of favorites and all that good stuff. But we are uh, full of options. That's for sure. I can't believe you guys started in 2003. I yeah. mean, like that seems to me that was the day, you know, that was the year my kid was born. And I feel like that you, just, it's uh, just weird to think it, you guys have been around that long. Darcy was cutting edge. It, yeah. It totally is a time warp. I mean, just speaking of kids, I mean, our kids were toddlers, like kindergarten and in diapers during Claire. And now they're college students and at home during this time with us, which actually is quite nice i'm I'm thankful for that but uh, well then you're yeah, lucky <laughs> <laughs> i know a lot of They've college kids are feeling a little restless 
but that's yeah, good. Yeah, no. so, yeah. So, yeah. Let's Dish started out as, you know, the, the it, how it started out was like you guys, you know, and, and, and still is a place where people can go and they could they could do like the prepping of a big batch meal and then doing it all together. And then it's sort of like you would come home and you'd have all these packs of frozen, you know, you'd have all these meals prepped and ready to go. Absolutely. Yep. You could customize them in our, and you still, well, non-COVID times, you still could customize them yourself in our store. And then you take them home, load up your freezer, and you're ready to go with lots of great meal options. But over the years, we really have been evolving um, just, you know, as our customers have. And what people really want are just great meals, nice variety, like you're saying, um, and quick and easy to go. So we've installed in all of our stores, we've expanded all of our freezer cases at the front of the store. And and now today, um, have taken that even further uh, with Let's Dish Express. You can go online to the website, choose Express, and then you can just literally shop out of our freezer case. Um, so we've got all of our meals are three serving size or six serving size. Um, so, you know, for different households, different needs. So, you know, we've also got appetizers, veggies. Um, you know, sides and all of that as well. So yeah, it's been it's been really great. And what that's allowed us to do is to have always have our favorites, you know, customer favorites like barbacoa beef burrito bowls, which people love. Our family style chicken pot pie, um, you know, the bourbon glazed meatballs. Just so many of the favorites. And then also we can always bring in new stuff um, all the time. So for example, um, you know, we've got a really yummy um, Chinese lemon chicken, which. Yum. All ages would love and and um, also like you know even this this month we actually just released our first vegan dish oh. a pasta pomodora so yeah we're excited to kind of experiment in that area as well. How do you guys um, yeah. figure out like what do you like do you ever go like into like you know areas where like we're gonna do a bunch of Thai dishes this week or that kind of stuff? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we um we always have um, menu items in the hopper, if you will. So we've got like a lot of data, you know, around what people have liked and enjoy, and we and and so we again, like I said, bring back a lot of the favorites, but we also are always expanding into new items. And um, so yeah, like you know, Thai, um, you know, Thai is is, is a great example. Um, we we do have a lot of yummy Thai dishes that we bring in and out. But um, yeah, lots, lots of varieties. The other thing that's really changed over the years for us is um, the ability to be able to deliver freezer to cook menu items. Oh, um, I think that's really a, a draw for people. And, um, you know, you, you don't really know. Well, these days are different because we're home all the time cooking, right? Yeah. So, um, but, but the power to be able to just open your freezer drawer and pull out a simple meal that you know you can, you know, cook in a half hour is pretty pretty powerful. I will say you guys um, sent me the uh, beef barbacoa and I yeah. did that was like and I the funny thing is is like I thought well I'll get it you know I'll put it in the freezer and then we'll just pull it out and I re- realized there was a day that we were so busy with you know Jake's like homework was kind of vexing him and I was doing online stuff and I realized oh my god I just need to throw something together and I remembered that I had that and it really yeah. was something that was like still felt really home cooked but I honestly yeah. it was so easy it was kind of ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, which is great, though, right? And I mean, it's like the ease of a frozen pizza, but the taste and the wellness and the quality, like you said, of something you feel, you know, more of a home-cooked meal. Yeah, because Um, the freezer aspect, it made me not have to worry about, 
you know, like I sit and I look at my fridge and I'm like, oh, I got to eat that before it goes bad. But that's what I loved about it being in the freezer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of one thing that's that, you know, over the years, these, um, you know, delivery services, which are the, you know, like the blue apron plated and that where you, you know, they deliver the meals and the recipes, which is, I mean, it's a great concept in terms of, you know, cooking at home. But to your point, like you actually have to be able to pull it off within a certain amount of time. Yeah. And that's not always possible. And then you're, you feel guilty about that, right? It's like, oh my gosh, I just spent all the money. So yeah, to your point, having it, you know, on hand, ready to go really is convenient. And also these days it's, quick shopping. So, you know, with our, our method right now with Express, the ability to order online and just pick up curbside at the store is so nice. I mean, literally when you're today, you know, going into the grocery store, it's kind of a scavenger hunt and you're sort of hoping that you can get everything you need and you want to get out of there really quickly. And, you know, I think it's becoming more and more of a challenge with um, out of stock on so many key ingredients. And, um, that's one thing that, you know, we're able to really work through. We can work through all of that on our end to be able to deliver a finished package with everything you need to pull it off. And that's, and, and that truly is that we were just talking about how you have to like, you know, you start to think I'm going to do some, you know, Korean barbecue stir fry. And so you're like, yeah, I've got beef. And then you're like, oh, I've got rice. But then all of a sudden you realize you don't have soy sauce or you don't have, what, but you're already into the mix. Right. And so that's what, and you're like, I'm not going to run out and go and grab one ingredient and kind of use my daily trip. So I do like, the fact that you know you guys have kind of all that stuff kind of ready to go and it's already set you know i think that's kind of a fun yeah. and then you can adjust like we added a bunch of hot sauce to the barbacoa that we loved you know and i threw <laughs> in like a ton of cilantro freshly cut because that was in my fridge so it's kind of almost right. in my mind like the base and then you can kind of flourish how you need to exactly that's so great yeah yeah so it works for any level of cook, I would say for, yeah. you know, a college student that's adulting for the first time, this is a great way, you know, get those three serving meals totally. to do on their own to, you know, your level, which obviously you can doctor things up and, and so, but, but it gives you a break as well. Like you said, you right. know, or something if you're, if you're in a time crunch, like I didn't you know, have I to think, just, and then I could like loosen myself up a little bit to then add fun stuff. What I like also about your website is that you can pick these meals based on a lot of criteria. Like you can choose the, yeah. to look for things that are cooked from, frozen like this or you could choose for gluten-free options under 400 calories per serving low sodium you can customize and find the things how many meals do you think you have like you know that people can choose from yeah you know it it's um we have well over 20 i would say probably 20 24 or so at a time but also in three and six serving size and then we do have appetizers as well like you know, every freezer should have a pan of our our sliders. High oven cheese sliders are yeah. so good, and you know, it's just like super easy to pull out. You know, if for for actually a meal or if you're entertaining someday when we can have people over. Um, but yeah, and it, it varies. So we're always kind of freshening it up, bringing more in, and and keeping it full. But yeah, we have a, a wide variety. I should say too, you know, another thing that we're hearing a lot from our customers is how well it is to help serve their um, aging parents. Yeah, you know, um, I love that idea. And and yeah, and getting you know those that three serve option. It's you know it's only sixteen dollars for three servings, and and honestly, they they do work well if in a in you know if you have a little bit left over some they heat up really well or or like the barbacoa beef burrito bowls you could use it in a, in a different way the next day on a salad or yeah. a wrap or something like that you know I, but um to, you know to get to folks you know your 
people that are really compromised right now during this time frame, it's it's a great way to get some solid meal options to them. Yeah, and I like the idea of having like a baked ravioli lasagna or, you know, risotto with chicken and asparagus, something that's kind of balanced but interesting because that's another thing that, you know, you kind of think you give to your parents and you stick it in your their freezer and you're like, just this is for, you know, if you need it and we can, you know, you right. can use it. And it's interesting enough to not have them, you know, my mom is definitely like, if she's going to get bored, she's going out. You know what I mean? And right. I'd yeah. rather give her more <laughs> options to stay in. So, right. That's great. Right. Yeah. So how many yeah. locations, Darcy, do we have now? Yes, we have four. So we're at Maple Grove at the shops of Arbor Lake. Um, we're in Woodbury. We are also in Eden Prairie and Apple Valley. So okay. the four corners. Um, we also, um, for when you order on Express, so you can do the curbside pickup. And for hundred orders over $100, we'll deliver oh. within the local delivery within the Twin Cities right now, just helping to get out, you know, um, we will do that as well. And that's, um, yeah, you just order it through Express. So we've got deliveries going out on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays. Nice. Um, I said, yeah, I should mention the stores are closed on Sundays during this stay at home time, just, you know, from our scheduling standpoint and everything. But, uh, otherwise we've got, uh, you know, come on, come on over or the best and easiest way is to order online with that curbside and just pick it up. Um, All right. Thank yeah. you so much. Yeah. This is so great. And a uh, local company, local innovators, you guys are doing really good stuff. And uh, we'll put a link up on our show page and hopefully people can, it'll be a resource for them. Thanks so much, Darcy. Yeah. Thank you for all you guys are doing for all of us. Oh, here. thanks, Darcy. So, thanks. Thank you. Oh, awesome. Stay safe. We'll be right back. Stephanie is just chastising me to not open the microphone and sing. So I'm not going to, but you Pink can. and Chris Stapleton, come on. I know. Uh, it's the Ask Stephanie portion of the show, gang. 651-641-1071 if you have any questions or comments or concerns. We do have Brian on the line. Brian, how are you? I'm doing well. Good morning. Good morning. What's going on today? Well, if we don't have a state fair, what food would you miss? Oh, good question. You know, for me, I think it would be the corn dog because I kind of have a feeling that I cannot eat corn dogs anywhere but the state fair. Okay. Yeah. How about you, Brian? Um, wild rice and beef cheeseburger. Yes. And Giggles Campfire Grill duck drummies. The duck drummies oh, are killer. Yeah, those were so. Those good. were so good. I feel like we could do duck drummies somewhere. Well, no, no one's going to do them. Bring them over. Bring them Merit- over. Meritage, Mike. Right. Thank you. Thanks, Brian. Oh, Brian, I love that. Brian, it comes to our show at the State Fair. Yes, he does. Stephanie, why am I just like stymied with an answer here? You had nothing. What would you miss the most? I mean, and I'll expand on my my corn dog thing because I've tried, like I've tried to have them like in the freezer. Uh Like I had some Schwann's ones and those were good, but it's just, it's not, it's never the same. It's the hot fry that they get going that I can't do. But I did do cheese curds this week, you guys. I don't know if you saw that. So mine would, I know my husband's, which would, it's embarrassing. It's Peter's Wieners. Yeah. I don't even know why. They're not even good. He just has to have them. Yeah, fine. Yeah. Mine would be probably cheese curds, which I know you can get anywhere, but there's something about the mouse and the cheese curds. The mouth trap. Yep. Um, I should have, I mean, I know there's no point in me bringing you cheese curds because. That, that's the silly thing to try to fry and travel like that. Well, but. and there's good cheese curds in the Twin Cities, other places, but yeah. that some something about that. Something about that. And then also, and I don't even know what this place is. It's right um, across from like fame, the old famous days, which is now I think RJ's. 
Oh. Um, the weird taco stand that just has a really good salsa. Oh, okay. And I every time yeah, I, I get a it. soft shell taco there, and I don't even know why. Because it's not like it's the best, but yeah. the salsa's good. And it's like a, a memory thing. Yeah. And also probably um, the peaches. Yeah. And the fries. <laughs> this is how this is going to go. And all the stunt beers are fun. Yeah. Oh, and the ballpark onion rings. Oh. I could just keep yeah. going. Oh, I know. and the, the Midway Burger. Oh, the Midway Men's Club yes. Burger, the steamed burger. Yes. I do agree with yes. that one for sure. I was thinking like malts. You know, but it's really about like the dipping of the pretzel in the malt there. Like I have to like the walking down to the stinky cow barn to get my lovely. I know it's malt. it's hard to isolate the food it from is. that experience because it it's not the same. And so let's just have a moment to talk about it. By the way, six five one six four one one zero seven one. If you want to have a call about this, um, you know, the idea that the state fair has not said that they are, n- the, you know, they have not said either way. Right now, things are on track. Um, for their state fair in the end of August. They did say that it will not be moved to a different date and it will not be changed in any way, shape, or form. So it's all or nothing. So either we have our state fair as we normally do or we don't. So did that make you feel better or worse? Anything? Worse. Okay. Because it made me feel like it's... If they're going to have to do safety measures and what have you... That they're just going to say this isn't a good idea. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it made me feel a little worse. It also was interesting what people aren't thinking about because the state fair was like, we can wait and decide till August 1st. No, they can't. People have to order food. People have to order paper goods. They have to start getting employees. Right. That decision is going to come well, and there's sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, that's the thing. Is I would tell you is that the vendors who travel state fairs, they're they have to make travel plans. They have to figure out, you know, if and then there's the state the county fairs that come before us, and so those will either get scheduled or not scheduled. And I think that's where we'll start to see the tip. I do down. too. So, we'll, do you think it's June that we'll know? Yes. That's what I was thinking, too. I think by June we'll know. Yep. So, and I think we'll, it'll be within the next, yeah, I do. And I, and I'm, I am trust, I mean, like everybody, I, 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 I invite you to mourn if it does get canceled and no one loves the state fair, maybe more than us who spend every day there. Nope. But I also very much know that my favorite thing I would want to keep as my favorite thing. And I don't want to go to the state fair and feel terrified. And to feel like it's... I don't want to go there wearing a mask and, and I don't pull my go, mask down either. to eat my Sweet Martha's cookie yeah. or my And like dog. get scared because somebody bumps up against me. I don't want that. Mm-hmm. I want the mass of sweaty Minnesota to be together and feel good about it. And I want to sit in a public like beer garden yeah, up and in like, the Fight for chairs hangar. and not have to yes. wipe them all down in between. Mm-hmm. This is my hope. This is my hope. So if that's the way it is, it is. Okay, we have Jennifer on the line. Hey, Jennifer, what's going on today? Um, I'm outside, so I'm sorry if there's traffic noise, um, but I love to start with the Java with the espresso and the ice cream. It's way down on the end of the grandstand. Yes. yes. A little sweet, a little caffeine, and then the world's best fries um, with their malt vinegar. Love it. 
Oh, there already. Good. Well done. Good taste memory. Love it. I have heard, Thanks, too, Jennifer. speaking of Jennifer and her walking, that you can walk the fairgrounds because oh, they're open. I feel like people have been sh- like sending me biking pictures through yeah. the state fair that I'm like, you're not helping. But that's a good place <laughs> that's socially distant, probably. It is because the because the streets are so wide. wide. Yeah. yeah. Lots of people are saying that. Um, 651-641-1071. We do have a question about a wedding anniversary. Do you? Oh, yeah, I'll read, I'll read it. it. Oh, you got it? Um, okay. okay. Uh, it's a 10-year wedding anniversary. They had planned a vacation, but due to COVID, it's not happening. They never do anything for themselves. Because they're parents of four kids. Yeah. So they want to have an anniversary on May 1st. They'll drive to wherever, pay whatever. And they live in St. Michael. They're very adventurous foodies, but they're looking for a good experience. Is it terrible to tell him to go to a drive drive in? No, God, no. I because would, I think I think that's a lovely idea. Yeah, to go to like the Galaxy Drive In and drive, eat inside your car, like enjoy each other's company, and then maybe um, get some... go to Taylor's Falls for that. Not yeah, because I don't think Galaxy's open yet. Okay, but there's a Taylor's... great drive in there that Taylor's Falls. Taylor's drive-in. Falls, the yes. drive in, <laughs> the drive in in Taylor's Falls is is you know, and it's a beautiful area, so you can like go for a walk. Yeah. Go for a walk. I love that idea. We did that last summer and it was really fun. It's gorgeous. And they have their burgers are great. They have a Western burger. The only barbecue burger I will eat in the entire world is that really good homemade repair too. so much. So definitely. Also, I would say think about doing a I mean, if you want to do something really wonderful, you could think about doing, you know, like a take and bake from like Grand Cafe, which has a, you know, they're doing wonderful big meal packs and things that you can then do at home and set up a gorgeous thing outside your, you know, like do a little pick. Oh, that's cute. Like, um, so my friend Molly King and I talked this week and she's having dinner parties in her driveway Yeah, where she has two chairs set up, TV trays. She gives you the menu of the restaurant in advance that they're going to order from. Oh yeah. She, they deliver it Mm -hmm. and there's no, you bring your own beverage. Yeah. Socially distanced. A lot of people are doing these, these live happy hours now in people's yards. And I think I'm, I'm supportive of it as long as you're in their safe distances and whatever. Um, but I also think also, I think a fun thing would be to pack a picnic and to go get your takeout if you want to do something special so you're Critics not at home. is great for that because like, you can yeah, get like, the liquor, too. Put everything in your, you know, I mean, like, bring a blanket or bring some mm-hmm. chairs and maybe even some candles. And then go and grab your stuff. And here's a great spot. Sit, there's the commons area in front of U.S. Bank Stadium. Oh, yeah. That one has little tables and chairs. And nobody is there in downtown Minneapolis. And it's this gorgeous green expanse. And I would say, go set up a gorgeous little picnic for yourself there. That's my idea. I love that idea. Here's a question from a friend who is looking for her son has. And I was going to ask you about this because I think, I don't know, chicken pot pie. Oh, I know. Who's got good chicken pot pie? I know. Colossal Cafe. Oh, and she can pick it's it fantastic, up. fantastic, yes. Or Bub's Aussie Pies and Woodbury. Those are fantastic chicken pot pies, too. And they have a drive through window. Oh, excellent. You can okay, get a box frozen or cooked. I don't know. She's looking. Oh, she, yeah, she's like fresh local or national frozen delivery. Yeah, okay. Bub's Aussie Pies. It's local company. And then Colossal Kitchen. Okay, awesome. Cafe. Great. You guys, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back with the second hour full of very good things. This is a summer to stay connected locally. From the pandemic to protests to the upcoming election, there is so much information to take in. And on PodMN, you can access hundreds of Minnesota-made podcasts on one app. Current events, health information, political talk. Plus, you'll find podcasts about sports, true crime, and more. PodMN also comes with listener rewards. In July, you can win gift cards to local restaurants, shops, and more just for listening. Download PodMN on your phone's app store or learn more by visiting PodMN.com. Minnesota podcasts live here.